Hey, everybody. Welcome to Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 12. We got a dozen, buddy. We got a dozen. You know, that's something, right? It is, considering we only started this. This was only an inkling, like, Two or three months ago, I right? mean, neither of us ever got that far in our AA chips, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but sure, <laughs> whatever you say. Especially because I'm right. sitting there drinking a gin and tonic right now. Bad, so. bad joke. I am actually not because I uh, we we're actually a guy, a man short at work, and we have this, that we do the on-call schedule thing, and I'm actually picked up an extra week of being on call. You know, we just had Christmas and whatnot. I'm like, oh, I could use the money, right? And then last nobody really cares about this either way, but we usually record on Sundays. We do. And last last Sunday, you and I were mocking the fact that the weather service had called for just like some just horrendous death storm. End of the world. 65 death storm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Fill your basement with pork and beans and bottled water so you can ride it out. And nothing happened. We literally got like a fraction of an inch of snow. And then this weekend... The Midwest got dumped on. I don't know about you, but I think we got the better part of a foot of snow. So nature will not be mocked. Yeah, but nature, how, do, do you get a ton too, or not too bad? Mother Nature will not be mocked. Um, no, actually, we got really lucky. It, it started on Friday at about four o'clock, so everybody left work at like two and stuff, right? Because everyone panicked. But everyone we actually, panicked, went to the bar. Yep, we actually only ended up getting about two or three inches down here in good old Skokie. Um, but the problem was. Then it turned to rain, uh, freezing rain. So then we got freezing yes. rain and stuff like that. So the next morning it was just, and it rained all night. So the next morning it was a real mess of like three inches of slush in the gutters and stuff like that. And then it got super cold. So then all that shit froze and it's left like icy. It looks like the North Pole or something. You know, it's difficult <laughs> to drive through unless you have a four wheel drive. Probably it's just beautiful because... like a snow globe and deadly like a snow globe. Yeah, it's hideous actually. I hate winter, but what can but you yeah, do? We, but yeah, we we got quite a bit, but it's it's uh, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of shoveling and plowing and that type of thing but you know the fact of the matter is it didn't really start until the middle of january so you know can't really complain dude it's been a it's been a strange winter here anyway because we got snow on uh, halloween if you remember ah yes yeah november we had a yeah because i when we went to when we left on our trip for new orleans that we talked about a few episodes ago we actually got stuck at the airport for like three hours in the because it was snowing so hard. Well, that's right. And if you remember, on Halloween, that's the day I went down to Gainesville for Fest. And my ah. and my flight was delayed an hour because of the snow. So uh. we got snow super early this year. And then there's been really nothing between Halloween and, and now, right? So, yeah, I guess we got really lucky uh, so far. Yeah. I don't feel lucky at the moment. Well, no, you'd be working all day, Because I just spent dude. like nine hours at work. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Right. Sorry on about that. That's yeah. right. It's all time and a half, man. All time and a half. That's good that you're hourly, right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's all good. So uh, so, so we uh, hold yeah, on a second. Say, been... Words to the wise: don't mock Mother Nature. I guess exactly. so. We, we won't do that again. So kick you right in the crotch. That's right. Um, so we uh, we've been getting quite a bit of mail and uh, Facebook activity. So we thought we'd maybe take some time today to uh, acknowledge some of that, right, Neil? Yeah, for sure. And you have the mail. You carry the mail bag. I do. I have the key. I have the bag, as as it were. And uh, you know, you know, it was. It's funny because you know, it's it's been in the news that Fat Mike of Fat Records, you know, uh, is doing a new podcast where he gives relationship advice. Oh, that's got to be uh, just a train wreck. But okay, <laughs> this is a guy with a like a human wreckage all all behind him. But uh, you know, maybe we need to do that too. And I think he's like into some mild like uh, kink stuff. So if anybody well, needs some advice about you know some mild bondage or something, I'm sure we're not going to be much help. 
Well, he wears a dress and likes to be uh, whipped and stuff, doesn't he? So I mean, I might too. I just never tried it. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> well, there you go, mate. Give it a go. Uh, yes, we have. We've actually started getting a lot of mail and a lot of uh, action on our Facebook page, which is which is totally cool. And um, and Why don't you remind everybody how they can find us. They can find us on Facebook at Punk Till I Die Podcast, and they can email us at Punk Till I Die seventy seven at gmail dot com. And uh, I had to throw the 77 in there because regular punk till I die was taken by some bastard. So Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. The... Someday we'll get so big that we can afford to find them and crush them. But for now, we have to have a 77, I'll which just... I think you and I are both fine with, honestly, right? Yeah, I'll, or I'll, I'll purchase it off of them for like 10 bucks or something like that, you know, <laughs> like all the big corporations Forget that, do. man. You know, you don't get you don't get huge by buying out, Neil. We'll go over there and we'll rough him up, uh, you know, uh, give a little of the old ultraviolence. It's probably like Charlie Harper or something. I'm not. T- yeah. I'm not. T- I'm not touching him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I would hit him. Yeah, poor old good old Charlie. Like everybody's uncle. All right. I'd be so embarrassed to get my ass beat by a 75 year old. Yeah. Um, so on Facebook, let me give a shout out to uh, our good friend Dick Gerbil, who uh, who likes to write in and ask us all kinds of questions. So um, possibly what he's drinking. Yes, shout out, shout out to him, and um, and then, but we had a really interesting question on Facebook from uh, I think it's Marcel Pinheiro, um, and he had a question for us actually. And he was a younger person, right? I think so. Yeah, because he had a question about X-ray specs. See, and young people are welcome too. Yes, yes, you we don't. We might have... tell them that everything they cherish is terrible, but they're still more than welcome. Well, and the interest, the interesting thing is, like, we got a, uh, we actually got a really good review on iTunes, um, from a um, Kristen, and as she said, you don't Thanks, even, Kristen. yeah, you don't even have to know a lot about punk rock to like our podcast. I don't think. I think it's just too old fools like us yeah because we talk about like 20 percent of the time <laughs> yeah we just like the original yak. plan was like 100 percent. we're at like 20 percent. yeah um but at, but at least we're not playing any disco or anything so that's good right but <laughs> that's true. but anyway getting back to marcel he says every time i listen to germ-free adolescence by x-ray specs i can't understand why x-ray specs and polystyrene aren't mentioned more often in discussions about classic punk the album totally rips and polystyrene was such a powerful voice um, so as a millennial, always a millennial, there you go, I'll ask you two that have much more context, what's up with this band? Were they just underachievers, or have they just been overlooked? So, um, so I have some... You, let me yeah. ask you something about them, Neil, because yeah. I only know that Germ-Free Adolescence album. Did they make more LPs? Uh, not really. That was their only real album as a band. Um, that might be the answer, huh? As is, as has often happened over the years, when an al- when a band has just put out one album, there have been comp- numerous compilations put out, numerous live albums, yeah. you know, B-sides. That album has been rehashed yeah. times. Yeah. Now, there was some kind of um, second album put out, just a few years ago, I believe, but it is not really that band. I think uh, I think Polly just used that name. Is she and... still alive? No, she, she was... no, yeah, she, she dead, died. Right? Yeah. yeah, she died yeah, yeah. about I think about six years ago. I could be wrong on that, okay. but um, but she did put out a second album, and it was not the original band at all. It was basically just that name. So I'd say, yeah, that there is only one real album by X-Ray Specs, and that was. Um, Germ-free adolescence that came out in '78, I believe. And um, Tom, what what do you have to say about that? I mean, you've you've heard it, I assume. You must... Well, I, I I you know it, the guy. It's an interesting question because 
and I, I mean, maybe because they haven't had a doc or a documentary or they haven't. Uh, I'm not sure why, because that album really is good. And if you're, you know, we live in the world now where you're kind of always, you know, we're very conscious of trying to include women and acknowledge women in punk, especially. And man, that was one of the best ones, right? You know, you and I were talking privately about how, I mean, that's 10 times better than the slits and the slits seem to get just the slits are like universally worshipped. I don't know why. I wonder if it's like a hipster thing, but <laughs> I it's don't a know. great album, man. I was just looking at the track listing, and I love you know the day the world turned day glow. I love uh, Warrior at Woolworths. Oh, I love all those. Yeah, it is. A, it is a Let's great submerge. album. Yeah, and going back to the slits, they're uh, legends in their own minds. The only reason they're talked about so much is because they volunteer themselves so much. And so they... do you think it's do you think it's a hipster thing though? Like like the, like the hipsters love the Clash. But they talk poorly about like the Ramones, and I wonder if it's like a, like if the Slits are like a band that people who aren't punks lo- like, you know? Yeah, I mean the funny thing is, back in the day, I didn't know a single person who would cross the street to see the Slits. But so, their really, really earliest stuff was okay. I, I, well, even that's kind of shit compared to compared to X-ray specs. That stuff is is not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not good. So anyway, get, getting back to X-ray specs. Anyway, um, I say you probably have more insight into this because it's 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 more your era than mine. Yeah, I actually, yeah, uh, I bought this. This came al- out the year I started kindergarten. <laughs> I bought this album when it first came out, but I bought it on cassette, funnily enough. Nice. Um, yeah, but um, it was actually, okay, so the early singles, I think there was either three or four singles before the album came out. Um, the early oh, singles yeah. were all Old classic. Up yours, right? Yeah, that was the first one, yeah, and then Day Glow and uh, Identity. Uh, yeah, three singles before the album came out. It's funny um, you say that because I think I have a repackaged ver- version of the album, and it's got the original 12 tracks, and then it has the singles on it too. Well, well, here's the problem. Here's what I was going to say. So when the album came out, it was kind of disappointing because um, it had three singles on it. And not only did it have the A-sides, it had two of the B-sides on it, too. So five of the tracks on the album we'd already heard. So that only left maybe five, uh, six well, songs. Well, there's a dozen tracks, right? Six. Yeah, I think Well, I think on the original there's like 11 or 12, right? So yeah. um, that left only like six or seven new tracks that you, that you hadn't heard before. So that was kind of disappointing. And the best tracks on the album are clearly Identity and the World Turned De- Deglow. So, um, I had to say I was kind of disappointed with the album because I love those singles so much, and I still do. I mean, those singles, those singles are classic. I mean, in hindsight, it's still a great album and it's still a very important album. But um, I would just say, and it's but it's such a shame the original band didn't do anything else. I think they did uh, like one more single um, after highly inflammable i think was their last single on pink vinyl um and that came out like six months after the album and then they were done so yeah so because they have something that i generally dislike which is they have a saxophone Mm. but it works right for them it works so well i think and it just it just felt it it fit in and it it took the lead occasionally but i generally am not a big fan of brass or woodwind instruments in in punk or in rock and roll in general but yeah they made it work yeah that's why you don't like the neon hearts um well so so i'm gonna let me let me uh let me throw this off the rails here a second are you uh did you buy a lot of cassettes were you a big cassette guy um, I was for a while, yes, I'm, and uh, <laughs> and it's funny now cassettes are back in. I actually dumped all my cassettes in an alley probably about ten years ago. <laughs> That's just, actually where I'm going. That's just where I'm going. Threw them all away. I had like is that is if asking yeah. if you if you what you think about this 
cassette revival because I just I just can't get into it. I I still appreciate the CD and the value of the CD, and I think it's a, a, a still a good format even if it's not vinyl. But I just don't see any value in the cassette format at all. And a lot of kids are putting their tapes out again, not demo tapes, like tapes. You know, like yeah, cassettes. Are, cassettes were just a piece of shit. I mean, let's face it, they were terrible. They weren't as good as albums, and they're not as good as CDs. Because yeah. you, you couldn't find the track. You couldn't find the track that you wanted. So. Well, you know, some of the high-tech car stereos, if you remember, actually had a skip. I never Where had. they could actually read, like, a gap in the tape. Yeah, you might as well get an 8-track if you're going to do that, buddy. <laughs> I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, right? Well, it, it's funny because the reason I'm thinking about that is because my I have no cassette deck. I don't have one on my stereo. I don't have a boombox with one. I don't have anything, right? The last cassette deck I had was that my my daughter who's in college has a had a 2001 Buick Century, and okay. I just took it to the scrapyard. So hey, was, got 230 bucks for it. I was yeah. pretty pleased. Pretty pleased. Well, I have to say the only I do have some cassettes left. I I did salvage like maybe 15, 20 cassettes from when I threw the rest of them away, and the only reason I saved those was because those were live cassettes that I taped myself at gigs. Ah, so that's I was gonna say I have like tapes that my band's made and yeah. I made a couple of other things that are very they're at least twenty five years old and that's the only way I have it. Right. Yeah. And, but yeah, and, all like regular cassettes. I I replaced the vast majority of them on CD because that was the natural progression for me at the time. Right. I have some of them on vinyl too, but I mean it's funny. I kind of wish I did have that extra specs one now just for just for old times' sake. But uh, you know I've got it on. Some reissued you'd, vinyl or something, or other. So I do that, have you'd it. Have all that credibility. Well, I do have all the original singles. Too. Well, yeah, I do. I have all the original singles too. So on colored mm-hmm. vinyl too, because that was another thing about X-ray specs. They put all their singles out on colored vinyl, except which is pretty uncommon at the time, right? It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, except for a bondage up yours, the first one that that didn't come on colored vinyl, but um, identity was on pink. Dayglow was on orange. Oh. Highly inflammable was pink. Um, yeah. So anyway, I do I do enjoy the occasional colored vinyl. Yeah. Well, these days you can't get away from it. I mean, these, yeah, day, these days your basic oh. hardcore record, black and white sleeve, is still black vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> black and white sleeve. All right. I'm sorry. I, I I derailed this, but I didn't derail this very far. So we both are giving thumbs down to cassettes. Thumbs down to cassettes and thumbs up to X-ray specs. All right. But the album could have been better. Um. So thank you, Marcel, for the that. Album's great. Uh... The album's great, Neil. <laughs> I'm just saying at the time. I mean, it's look, like top in, 50 probably punk albums of all time. Yes, but at the time I was disappointed, and I think you could understand why. But you, right? you know, it's, it's funny because your favorite bands, you're always initially disappointed. They can't make a record good enough for you, you know? Well, Sometimes it has to sit there for a little bit. Okay, so and, and I think what it is, and getting into this, so be, think back to when you were like 14 or 15, right? When you were going yep. to buy albums. You only might have, I might have two quid. You might have had five bucks or something. You can only buy, you go to the store, you can only buy one album, you know? Oh, I'm going to buy the Clash album, the Clash second album, or I'm going to buy X-Ray yeah. Specs album. And you can't get another for two weeks. Right. And then you get the X-Ray Specs album, and you're like, oh, shit, I've already heard half of this. So I think that's where the disappointment set in, if you know what well, I mean. Well, they had the, so. the names of the songs were written on the cassette. <laughs> I mean. Shut up. <laughs> you can't blame this. All right. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Next. Next. Anyway, thank Next you, question. thank you, Marcel, for writing in. Hopefully, we answered uh, we answered some of your questions there. Um, we love our millennials. We do. We we yes, we do. Sure. Um, and then we don't like the music, but we like you. <laughs> that we got it. Oh, who was pinging me? Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Um, we got emails from. 
Joe Moses. Um, so we'll give a shout out to him. Uh, Rob Nickerson, shout out to him. But then Paul McCauley wrote us an email too. And his email asked us about what we thought about taking kids to punk shows. And so uh, take it away, Tom. What do you think about taking kids to punk shows? Well, I tell people to stop texting me. So go ahead. Kids at punk shows, what do you think? Um, I'm not opposed to it. Um, dog. You can hear my dog. Somebody let the dog out. Um, the, uh, I, my, my daughter, my, my older daughter is my music lover. She's in college now, so we don't have much time to go to shows anymore. But I started bringing her to shows definitely when she was in her young teens. And I know sometimes my peers, like, non-punk peers i had no thought i was a monster because i took her to some real dive bar type places um where you know she had to go to the bathroom i would stand outside and wait for her um but i think it's cool we always we always enjoyed it it was an eye-opening experience for her i think and uh although she has not become like a diehard punk rocker by any stretch of the imagination she uh you know, she digs it. We have fun. And I occasionally have bring my younger son. My older son was never really that interested. And I say I occasionally bring my uh, younger son, too. We went and saw DRI. Famously went and saw DRI. Oh, that's summer. right. At the skate park, right? Yeah. yeah. And the fact of the matter is I think I'm probably going to take him to see Subhumans um, in April. In St. Louis, right? Yes. Yes. Now, the thing is, I was – I would bring my son more, but he's so busy. Like uh, – I went and saw Madball not that long ago on a Tuesday, and I probably would have taken him, but he had to wrestle on Wednesday. And I, you know, he's just he's he's very busy and he does his sports, and I don't want to keep him out and you know have him get pinned by some gorilla because he was staying out late listening to Hardcore Still Lives, you know. Well, some of those wrestling, uh, some of those wrestling skills might do well in the pit. He might be, uh, he might be maybe. Good. Yeah, we did, we did get in, we did go in the pit when we were at DRI. So there you he go. was, he was definitely. <laughs> He was that was a really wild crowd that DRI crowd. It was half punks, half metalheads. Everybody there was nobody looked like normal. Uh-huh. He was by far the most normal looking person there, you know. <laughs> Even though he has long hair, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> but well, I I I am for it. I think you have to use a little bit of discretion. I'm interested in because um, you said you you took your daughter. Oh, okay, so. Pretty much every show in Chicago, if at least at a club, is twenty-one and over. So I'm interested. Yeah, there's a lot how of, you got lot of punk shows in Detroit are all ages. Or oh, that's all ages. that's cool. I wish Chicago would do that more because I don't understand why they're such assholes about it. Um, yeah, I know we're going to a show. Uh, we're going. You and I are going to a show here in a couple months, and yep. I know it's twenty-one up. Yeah, and it's annoying because my daughter's nineteen, right? I mean, she's an adult. Yeah. She's not going to drink, but it would be nice if she could get in. But be nice she, if she could drive the rest of us around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she won't be able to get into that. It's just it's it's retarded, really, is what it is. Uh, yeah, I I don't I I assume it's more about liquor laws and things like that than it is the club or because here like the the best club here, a ton of the shows are all ages, but a lot but some of them are twenty one. So I don't know if it has to do with the promoter or if they think they can sell it out. I mean, obviously, if you can sell out a show with twenty one year olds, you'd prefer that, right? Yeah, well, all they have to do rather they... than letting the youngsters in, but. I mean, all you have to do, if there's any doubt, you mark the X on the on the person's hand. And oh yeah, then, and then we all had we all had to wear those, right? Yeah, we and all then, wore those X's. And then obviously, you can't get served at the bar if you're doing that. So what is the big deal? I just I don't don't. So get you go it. in the bathroom and just vigorously scrub those. Well, scrub those. 
Well, well, in Chicago, you also have to have the wristband in order to get yeah. a drink. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's easy to prove that you're over 21. So, it, I don't understand the big deal. And um, yeah, well, it, like we're going to Reggie's, right? So, the left side of Reggie's, the small side, the bar side, is 21 up. The club side is usually 18, 19, sometimes 16. Now the funny thing is, I've taken her to both sides before because she's been coming to sh- coming with oh, me so, to shows so for ages. Okay, I have. Well, well, yeah, well, well yeah. that's right. With when with us last time we were there. Yeah. So all a bouncer does is say, but it depends on the bouncer, right? If you get a cool uh, one, he might just say, "Oh yeah, just make sure you don't drink," or if you get an asshole. He'll say no, she can't come in, and then you know it's as you know, it takes me an hour to drive down to Reggie's, and uh, you know yeah. who, who wants to take that chance, and then have to drive back home again, you know. So pretty much. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I've taken, I've been taking Lydia to yeah, shows since say, she was little. You, the difference, the difference, I think between just because I had a bigger family and you, it was always you and you and your daughter, you know. So I think you guys did more stuff like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, we, we have, she's been to a lot of shows with me and you know, you just don't take them in the pit. You, you know, you know, the danger signs to look out for and stuff like that. No you, no, you know what I mean? You know, you know, what I mean? you know, if, even if you stand yeah. to the side, you just have to make yeah. sure that, no, no. you know, there's I mean, no... we do that anyway because we're old farts, right? Exactly right. Not like we're looking to go in there and get black eye. Except for the dead boys, man. That was the one that I joined. <laughs> I jumped right in. I was well, none I, uh, I, I did. My daughter was so fascinated. Like the first time she saw a pit, I don't, I think it was like Agent Orange, but I'm not sure. And I could see her watching and see her watching. I could tell she kind of wanted to go in there. So I'm like, all right. So I, we did like the joined arms and kind of like the square dance thing where we went swinging through there. Oh, that's right. So you see what assholes to everybody else. You were like bouncing people around. It was fun, but around. it was fun though. But I oh, sure. close at hand. Yeah. But it was, there was not that many people there, dude. It was, <laughs> it was not that brutal. <laughs> it was all right. Okay. All right. I probably, well, knew, I probably knew 90% of the people in the pit. So. Yeah. Everybody was getting out of your way. Um, so, okay, well, Paul, thanks for writing in and asking us that question. So we're, that so we're both, cool. we're both, now your, his son was like 10 or something, right? Um, yeah, he's 10, so he's going to take him to see Teenage Ball Rocket, I think. The thing, with that, the thing I think. with that, my concern would be like, is he old enough to appreciate it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably no, not. No, it's cool. Yeah, probably, I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, hopefully I mean, for me, the age is like 12. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a little road trip, you know, and I think once my kid's done with this with the wrestling season, I think we're definitely going to try to do more of that stuff. And I think we'll have more of an opportunity. He's 15. You know, they want to hang out with you with they're at a certain age. Like, or and I shouldn't even say that. Cause my college age daughter, I think would be more than willing to hang out, but she's just too busy. She works full time, goes to college, you know? So, Oh dude, I'm about to give in a very unpopular opinion probably, but it's my opinion and screw it. The one What's thing, that? the one thing that does fucking bug me about that is when you'll see somebody that's brought their, Fucking newborn baby to a show. Yeah, a little little tiny kid. A little yeah, tiny little tiny it. baby, and they have even. I don't care that they have the big headphones and stuff on. You know what? Yeah, I don't know it's what an, point it, of that is. It's a goddamn newborn. Stay home. You can miss the I show. I assume they don't have a babysitter or something, right? Don't care. In that case, miss the show. Sorry, we all did it. Stay home. <laughs> if miss your the show. Baby gets smashed under Neil's boots. He's gonna be held <laughs> responsible. Or you do. Yeah. No, uh, I agree, I agree though. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. Or even like the two three year olds. I see them on shoulders. I think a lot of times when you see that though, they're like nephews or something you know they're like family members of the band and stuff like that yeah I'm, I'm and talk- some bands are more conducive to it but the type of bands we go see generally yeah you don't you don't want that well i'm talking specifically about babies you know I and mean, it's just like they do not belong there they also don't belong at the movies so you know what i'm sorry when we're on airplanes when you're a parent sorry when when, <laughs> when you become a parent that's one of those things you have to figure out for the first two years basically your social life is gone so but you know deal with what it. happened but what happens, Neil, and you and I both know this, is that 
and I, last time it was last time I flew, it was so bad, and and at the airport because it was this this kind of white trashy couple, and they had their their kids were just running amok, and they just thought it was the cutest things. Nobody else thinks your kids are so cute. Just keep your kids under control, people. Damn straight. Damn straight. I know everything. They, every time, every piece of snot that falls out of their mouth, and every time, every tantrum they throw is adorable to you, but not so much the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah, they're acting like assholes, so just deal with it. And and I uh, definitely was always trying to be real conscious of that when my kids were little. Yeah, definitely. That they were annoying to everybody else. But anyway. Yeah, so anyway, that's so me yes, getting angry. So, yeah, take your kids to show a fall. Yeah, as long as he's 10, that's fine. Yeah, all yeah, good, exactly. all good. All right, man, let's play something, huh? It's been 20 minutes of us just what you, yakking. What do you want to do? You want to do an extra respect song or something, or do you want to... Um, well, that's. I'll tell you what, you... Uh, see, that would be that would be clever, right? You got if, too many songs picked, don't you? Save one for next week, you glutton. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, That, that okay, that's a very good point. Okay, I am going to play... Um, world turn next, next week. Lucky number thirteen. The world, yes, Baker's dozen. Um, I'm gonna play the world turn day glow by X-ray specs. So enjoy everybody. <laughs>
there you go. That was the World Turn Day Glow by X-Ray Specs off of their fantastic album, Germ Free Adolescence. Um, also was a single. So, uh, yeah, hope you all enjoyed that. And the crazy voice of polystyrene. Rest in peace. Hmm. So, you gave us something to listen to last week, didn't you, my friend? Yeah, yes. One of my many... I, you know, I, I, due to the fact that I still am on all everybody's like PR list, I get so many promos for things. And once in a blue moon, I hear something and I'm like, man, this is, this is really good. And so we both have been listening to it for the last couple of weeks. I actually have kind of dropped off the last week or so, but it's a band called The Drowns from Seattle. And they are, they're, pretty new only a couple years old i think right yeah this is only the second album i believe now yeah. they're they're older dudes i mean not like super old but they're they've, they've all been in bands before i want to say the shell corporation and maybe some other some other bands that i never listened to honestly okay, okay um, that's... and what did you think of it i like this record very much it's matter of fact i well, call it like the first great nah maybe great so well, no it's it's great first great punk album of 2020 so far the drowns it's called under tension and what label is that on uh pirates press okay um i agree wow we both agree on a band that's it's crazy i was actually hooked i have not ordered the vinyl yet okay yeah and the vinyl looks cool too it's like it does is it black with like red stripes cool stuff we talked yeah. about that with ricky was on about yeah. how they do all that cool stuff yeah um i i really liked it uh from the first song uh, it, it grabs you straight away. It's a uh, street street punky. Um, a couple of songs reminded me of the Swingin' Udders. Um, you know, some Coxbarra in there, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um, stiff little fingers. The one guy's the one guy reminds me a lot of stiff little fingers, like the early stuff. His voice. Oh, interesting. Okay. See, I think there's two singers, right? Yeah, there's two singers. Yeah, one's got one a super. One of them has more like the raspy kind yep. of uh, Jake Burns voice, and the other one has yep. like a little smoother voice. Yep. Yep. Um. And I, I like that interplay, too, you know, because, you know, I always go on about this, right? Every song sounding the same, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. it was nice that there was a different voice, you know, on like every other, every third or fourth song or something. It was a different voice, which just kind of broke it up a little bit, right? And I thought that worked really well. Um, it's mid-pace for the, you know, on on the whole. Um, super, yeah. super hooky, super melodic. Uh, yep. Excellent. Good choruses. Yep. Well, and it's it's funny because it's uh yeah it's it's got it's got drinking songs it's got it's uh there's a lot of what you call like an oi influence but it's certainly not an oi record but the other big influence I think is that type of music that neither of us are really big into that kind of like hot water music kind of uh you know super like sincere kind of kind so of thing. Um, yeah, I didn't... Because you I, and I both tend to like songs that are more stupid and just kind of yelling <laughs> over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't get that out of it so much. No? But, um, you, did, 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 you didn't think this album was about the power of friendship? Um, no, not I really. But... These, I guarantee these guys are huggers. Guaranteed. Oh, oh God. Okay, well, the, the, the one drill but, about... But, but that's okay. I mean, I'm glad you like the record. I do too, actually. And it's nice to... Like I said, it's 2020, it's, and, and at least we have a good, a good punk record already. Yeah, we do. No, it would definitely probably be on my best of 2020, I would imagine. But um, the one thing that did annoy me... If you remember, that's the problem with January. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, and, you know, it's something that always got to annoy me, right? Because that's, that's me. Um, yeah. But is it did go for a lot of those typical oi tropes, right? Um, one more pint, 
You know, they got, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they got they got to sing about drinking. They got to yep. have one song about how hard they work, and you know how what a, <laughs> you know what a drag their job how else is. Would you know? Yeah. How else would you know? And then they got to do a song about their hometown and how proud of they are of their hometown. Yep, yep. Uh, so, well, I think that uh, that's the sound. They did a single uh, last year called "The Sound," right? And it had like a. I, I got the seven inch, and it's like a, the it comes in the classic bag is like printed with a map of seattle or something and oh, like God. goes over top of the so like the poly bag has like a map printed on it, and it goes over like the actual cityscape it's actually pretty cool it works pretty well once well, again not... pirates press doing that cool kind of you know different marketing stuff well that's nice packaging um but I, that kind of stuff kind of annoys me we don't need to hear how proud you are of your hometown and you know that you're a hard what's that liverpool like meal? That. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i did i didn't uh, introduce us today did i I don't think I you have to, I buddy. Mangle your name or have that awkward pause in there or something. I think anyone that's got to number twelve with us who's taken this ride, I think they'll know who we are by now. Hopefully. Yeah, but Maybe anyway, they just decided to join on, on number twelve. Anyways, Tom Trauma, Liverpool, Neil. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, pl- what's what's your favorite song on the album? We'll play it now. I like a lot of them, but I I think the one that jumps out at me is Hold Fast. Oh, we do hold fast. Okay, so I think they did a single of this one too, but I'm not positive. So, what is the album called? The album is called Under Tension. Under Tension, and this is Hold Fast by the Drowns.
All right, Pop Pickers, hope you enjoyed that. That was The Drowns with Hold Fast. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll see. I think our reviews were pretty spot on for that. And uh, if you like that kind of street punk sound, I think you'll really, really dig that album because it's solid all the way through. There isn't a bad yeah, song Yeah, I on should it. probably actually write an f- actual review of this. Unless you want to do it. You feel like doing some writing? Um, I, uh, yeah. I, That's a no. I'll no, no I'll... I don't mind doing it. It's just I think people think I'm too like too much of an asshole sometimes. So um, I do like the album. Now, okay, I'm gonna say another negative. Now, I didn't like the cover. I didn't like that because they do a cover of "The Harder They Come," and instead of doing it reggae style, they do it. They try and like they try and like punk it up. And it, okay, that, no, I did not that know didn't... that was a. I didn't know that was a cover. Oh come on! You must have heard "The Harder They Come." The Who class, is it? Classic movie of Jimmy Cliff in ni- 1972. I was wow. born in '73, dog. Well, yeah, but you've seen you've seen movies from the '50s and '60s. I would I mean, imagine, right? I mean, I think the Godfather <laughs> became all the heroes. Born, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that song. Who is classic Jimmy Cliff? Classic, Jimmy classic. Cliff. Okay, yeah. reggae. Old, classic, old classic old. reggae song. Yeah, it's one of the actually in my mind, it's one of the greatest reggae songs of all time. And uh, there's actually an uh, there's actually a movie. Okay, you know, it was uh, it was a it was the title track of the movie. So, are you, um, are you a reggae guy or not really? Um, I am a little bit. I like early ska and I like um some roots reggae and stuff like that. I'm not. I don't listen to it all the time, but I will listen to it. You know. I mean, you, to you pull out, out your to Bob Marley Exodus once in a while. I don't have any Bob Marley. No. No. I, no that's about the only thing. I think that's about the only thing I have. No, I got some Peter Tosh and you know, um, some some English reggae from because like there was a lot of there was a lot of um. English reggae bands coming out the same time as punk hit, right? So, um, I, I I did not know that. Yeah, Steel Pulse stuff like that. Lindsay Quasi Johnson. Okay, I've heard of I, them. I bought a lot of that stuff when it came out, and it was it was good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Luckily, you dumped all those cassettes in an alley, so you don't have them anymore. <laughs> I got some of them on vinyl, actually. I got I think I got the first. I think okay. So I, so a little a little reggae goes a long way with me. I'm definitely a novice, and I don't even want to pretend like I'm much of an expert about it. Well, and I have to say the reason I got some into some of it was because like the Clash were always talking about it, right? And in fact, that's where the Clash got their name, yeah. right? It was that yeah. the Culture album when Two Sevens Clash brought in nineteen seventy seven, okay. and that's where the Clash got their name. So I have <laughs> to listen to that album, and I do, and I love it. So yeah. see, I think that's I think that's good. I mean, I I like that too because I was always that guy too who bought something and then I would hear, oh, this was heavily influenced by this, and then I would check that out because, like I always said, it's okay if a first punk band I, I say the word with gritted teeth if the first punk band you heard is blink 182 that's okay but if it never goes any further than that then then that's not okay you know what i mean if you use that and somehow then you find the ramones or or the clash or something you know what i mean if you if you go back from there and sort of figure out what what that came from or even screeching weasel or you know something like that but if yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i appreciate that yeah, you've got to you've got to find your foundation for sure. I mean, you can't just build your house on sand and listen to just freaking some forty one and shit. Kids. No, because it will come crashing down, and then you'll be sad, and then you'll cry. We'll come over and push your house down. <laughs> we will, and it'll be easy because there's no <laughs> exactly. foundation, right? So, so flimsy. Yeah, Stiv will come down, come and push your house down from exactly beyond the, from beyond the grave. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but talking about doing reviews, Tom. That, yes. was a, that was a good segue. So tell oh, me. Oh yeah. So tell me. You write for Punk News. You've done a lot of reviews for Punk News, and that's yes. that's how I've been. I've definitely pulled back quite a bit, though. Well, that's how me and you met was through Punk yep. News, the podcast and stuff. But um, yep. 
through history, through your ex- uh, extensive punk rock history, what other magazines have you written reviews for and uh, done stuff for? You know, well, here's the thing. I always played in bands when I was younger, so I actually didn't really... I was, like, not involved with the zine thing. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think if I really... I mean, we, I mean, I remember having, like, early stuff by my bands reviewed in zines and stuff like that, but I'm trying to think if I ever contributed... Because there's actually a paper zine here in town that's gotten real infrequent getting put out, but I always was talking to him about doing something for it. But what the main the main thing I do, and I, I was going to kind of pull back on it, but I actually just signed up for a couple of big punk interviews, but I do interviews for New Noise, and I still do that. And, and new, I, I actually New Noise is what exactly? Cause I don't new think... Noise is a, print, is a print magazine out of Berkeley. A print magazine? A punk, that's a rare thing a, these it's days. It's a print magazine, yes. It's punk punk metal. And okay. I do interviews for the magazine, and sometimes I'll do some web content. I kind of have a, much like punk news, I kind of have a pretty long leash as far as generating content. Like if I want to do something, they'll put it on the web. Obviously, putting it on the web is not the same as putting something in a magazine. There's no, you know, it doesn't have the underlying cause. But I actually was going to take this next issue off because I'm working on a couple of major projects, which people will probably hear about on this podcast until they're sick of me talking about it, but I'm not quite ready yet. <laughs> um, but I have picked up interviews with Pears. Okay. On Fat Rack, of course. And um, this band called The Chats out of Australia, which is this young punk band that I'm really liking. Um, their record doesn't come out till March, but I think we'll definitely... Uh, you and I are going to check that record out, and we will uh, talk about that when it comes out, and probably play a couple tracks. But we can't do that until it comes out. So, no, that's... so I'm I'm still doing I'm still doing reviews for them, and the other, or I'm sorry, interviews for them. I don't I do re- I kind of keep it separate. So I do they do reviews too, but I do my reviews for Punk News, and I do my interviews for them. Um, even though in the future, if everything went really well, I would love to do more interviews on this show, which I, I think we will. We just kind of need to get organized. I need to get organized if we're being fair. It's not, I, it doesn't fall on you so much, but, and then maybe like if we do a good one, I would be tempted to transcribe it for, for either new noise or punk news. Okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, that's kind of my goal going forward. Um, and I don't want to insult like any smaller bands we have because I, I think there's some great, great local bands. But by the same token, transcribing is a pain in the neck, and it needs to be something that people, you know, would have a good interest. I think in reading. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? So if you just do local bands, um, that might be of interest to like ten people. But well, you and, know... and, and I think we could talk to a local band. I think it'd still be interesting. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's not going to have much national appeal, though. You know what I mean? I mean, un- unless the band is is broken out. Or something, national? Got... We're going international, dude. <laughs> Even less. But no, it, it's it's but it's uh, but it, man, what idea? Oh, anyway, yeah, I'm doing a couple. I actually, ha- I actually was offered the cover story. Holy shit! Which, look at you. Which I've never done a cover before, so it really appealed to my ego. But I had, was not at all familiar with the band that's going to be on the cover. I don't, I don't even want to say their name because I don't want to uh, say it. Insult Say them, but I don't anything. I, I I don't honestly don't know who they are. They're they're called Four Years Strong. My God, never heard of them. Well, <laughs> and that's me too. And I I sort of I've reached an age and point in my punk journalism career, such as it is, where I really only want to do things that are fun. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it doesn't. It's not like I'm making mint doing this stuff. So I I really want to do stuff. 
that well, I enjoy, and I think I can enjoy those other two. Well, so when you do an interview like that, do you own the interview, or is that owned by New Noise? Uh, I think you know they pay me for them. Okay, then that's probably enough said. Then yeah. So yeah, I think they would own them. Now that being said, I mean, I I mean, I could I could definitely share it on our. Yeah, Facebook. show it on our, on our Facebook page, yeah. And a matter of cool. fact, I probably will. I'm going to try to be better about doing that, sharing the stuff we we do work on just to generate a little more content to show and, you know, show what we do when we're not being jackasses on the... On the microphone, yeah. I was going to say radio, but... Yeah, <laughs> well... Yeah. I'm talking into my laptop. The kids even know what radios are anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I know my daughter does. My younger daughter does, because every time she gets in the car with me, she starts changing it. <laughs> she's, she's just turning off your music, is what she's doing. Pop. Looking for the pop station, you know. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So, so you, me. so you never put out zines when you were younger. You never put I out, put on not. gigs or anything. Okay. I never did. Did you? We didn't. I don't think we've ever talked about this in our in our private conversation. Did you do that? I did. Um. We actually had me and my friend Randy. Hey, Randy lives in Portland now. Um. Walk we actually. Street. We actually. Yeah. <laughs> we actually. He, he owns. He owns a store that sells fourteen different kinds of granola. <laughs> Yeah, um, we actually put out one of the um, premier independent skateboard zines in the in the country in the in the mid eighties. Um, it okay. was it was called Skate and Annoy, and we had interviews with skaters. We had interviews with bands. We had I had a I had a running feature in the back called Neil's Hate Page, which is uh, <laughs> that's, that's is, is, is this show an extension of that, Neil? <laughs> Buddy, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Um, you never thought you'd still be doing it thirty years later, huh? No, and the funny thing is, okay, so that we started that five years later. We started that in eighty five. And people these days you'd be like, Oh, it doesn't take much to put your own magazine together. You got oh, a you got a cool. Mac, you got you got desktop publishing. No, we didn't have computers back then. Yeah. It was all copy done paste. copy paste and then Xerox five hundred yeah. copies at the freaking at the at the local copy place and you'd be you'd make friends with the guy that works there so you'd get them done for free, right? So yeah. it was um And it'd be like send two stamps. <laughs> yep, it, exactly. Um so we put that out for two or three years, and so how many how many how many issues did you do? Uh, we probably did about ten, maybe. We probably, oh, so it was real sporadic. It was. It was real sporadic because it was a ton of work. I mean, a ton yeah, of oh, work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but we had we. But the funny thing is, we'd always be attracted to this. Not attracted, but we'd always be. We'd always hook up with the the skaters who. They were professionals, but nobody else really knew them or liked them you or whatever, right? You were to them or you hooked up with them? Which one was it? Oh, for God's sakes. I, <laughs> we would connect with. How's that? We would connect with. Um, so it was a guy called Dan Wilkes out of Texas or the okay. Godoy God twins who were from all over the place and everybody else hated them, right? They'd, yeah. they'd make say, fun these of These people are not on my radar, but that's okay. They would have been a little before my... Before I got into well, I, skating culture, and then we got an interview with Steve Rocco, who no one knew at the time because he was like a he was like a, a, a freestyle skater, an early street skater, and then um, oh, there was somebody else too. Um, but anyway, the funny thing is, a lot of those guys that we interviewed who weren't who weren't popular back then, Steve Rocco went on to become the founder of World Industries, who you might have heard, and hmm. is, and is now like a multimillionaire. Boy, you should have stayed friends with him, right? Um, exactly. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's just funny that some of the guys that we interviewed and we were tight with 
um, <laughs> they actually went on to fame and fortune. And so, uh, how did you how did you do that back in those days? Did you do it by phone mostly, or did you do it by like just like snail mail? It was all done with snail mail, buddy. Same okay. as with same as with bands connecting with bands back then. It yeah. was all it was all done with uh, with stamps and uh, yeah, and that kind of thing. We might have we might have called them up a couple times, but we didn't really even have a phone. So it, it's it's funny, right? Because the uh, you talk about you used to write to bands and stuff. I actually really didn't do that much. I used to do a lot of the mail order thing where you'd like tuck ten dollars and the like wrap it up in a piece of paper and they'd send your records or that type of thing. Yeah. But I never did the pen pal thing kind of thing. And it's just so funny because the computer now, I mean, the the, inter, the internet, guy, how old do I sound when I say that? That uh, the computer, it's on the computer. It it's really made it so much easier to do that you know so like now we're, we're doing this this podcast and we're able to get instant feedback you know and people are able to reach out to us and you know we don't have to write letters it's a, it's actually kind of cool because it sort of has that same kind of grassroots kind of feel you know well it is kind of cool but in a way it's missing something because oh man you used to write away i mean to a band or something you know send them five bucks or whatever it was or even just a letter and yeah. then you'd be waiting by them every day, anticipation. Well, because you knew it was like a forty percent chance they just yeah, they just take your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they might send you an envelope full of stickers and a seven-inch single, and yeah. you know, f- shit from doggy style. They sent me T-shirts for God's sakes. Nice. And I, yeah, um, so uh, it, you know, you never knew what you were going to get back then. But you know, we we had to wait. You know, you learn patience, whereas kids today have no freaking patience. It's true. Everything and even now, like when you order something off Discogs. Which you and I both do frequently. You almost always get a tracking number. Like two days after you order, you look at the tracking. Yeah, you're like, "Hey, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff?" You're like, "Why is my package going <laughs> from Chicago to Iowa, mm-hmm. back to Grand mm-hmm. Rapids? That makes zero sense to me." And then get all angry about it. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, I could have freaking drove there and got it by now. Yeah. But anyway, even though we only did ten print episodes of uh, Skating Annoy. Um, Randy was an early one to get it on the web, and so we've we had a web we've had a web presence for probably about fifteen years, and really? in fact, so is, are they still available somewhere? Oh well, well, I mean, we the print issues are not no, but I'm saying well, we, no, no, we've no, been no, on the yeah, web. Yeah, yeah, we've been on the web, and another thing, I started actually in, in 2000. As a matter of fact, um, I was an early subscriber to eBay, and so I started following. Because old skateboard decks, you probably don't know this, but old skateboard decks, you know, there's a lot of collectors of old skateboard decks, and they go for a lot of money. And I was early on in that scene. And so I started um, I started writing about that. And so for, so for 15 years or something, or 12 years, I did a monthly column on uh, on Skate and Annoy called eBay Watch. And uh, that actually started so getting... So that was online even that, well after the print magazine was gone. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well after the print magazine. But, um, but yeah, I mean, shit, I, we were getting like 60,000 readers and stuff of that thing. I was getting tons of mail every month on, <laughs> on uh, eBay Watch. It got to be... So are you still... Is that still... I mean, are those those zines still online to see or is that gone? No, I mean, I have, I have copies of all our zines, but I don't think... Randy might have, like... Uh, taken shots of them and put them all up online maybe he did but skateandannoy.com you can still find it and stuff and then you can see oh so there is stuff there okay oh yeah I know my eBay watch stuff is up there he pays his 20 bucks or whatever every year to yeah I don't know whatever yeah I think he hosted himself he's a he's a web he's a web programmer so um Hmm. he does a lot of that stuff himself skate and annoy skate and annoy yeah um yeah so that was up on MySpace yeah that was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that we probably did have a MySpace actually, um, and we're on Facebook too. 
Uh, there's a skate in Illinois on, on, on Facebook. So yeah, we started that in 85, I think. So we were pretty, pretty early on that whole zine thing, but that was, that was a lot of fun back then. But it was, like I said, it was a shit ton of work. You know, you'd get the press on letters and stuff like that. And, you know, you'd take your photos and you'd take them to Walgreens to get developed. And, you know, five days later, you'd come back. The worst one, dude, the worst one, we went to a a, a pro contest in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, because we were press, we managed to get onto the onto the floor or whatever. And we took, like, rolls and rolls of film and took them to Walgreens to get developed. And I think... I think that one of the guys who worked on Walgreens had a beef with Randy or something because mysteriously all our film was lost. So so we never did get any photos from that contest at all, which was a real drag. Mm. So yeah, Randy probably slept with his girlfriend or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's stuff posted at the Skate in Illinois as recently as like December. So yeah, yeah, Randy's still posting. I I don't do much stuff on there anymore. I actually stopped doing, even though I enjoyed the doing the eBay watch thing. It was a ton of work to do every month, yeah. and uh, and there'd always be some complete fucking asshole who'd be like why don't you do this weekly oh you got that wrong you got that wrong and uh, yeah. uh and it just got to be t- you know so i'm sorry i'm doing this for free you know i guess i should do it what, every what week is it that, what is it that makes some people that jerk off and some people not that jerk off because i was so i was looking at a a web uh a punk site yeah and i i happen to like this site i i've i I could probably go work for the site if I wanted to work. I use the term loosely. <laughs> yeah, but but they were they made a post about the new Drowns album. Uh oh, you've gone, buddy. You album from the Drowns. Okay. Now I know that's not true. I know it's their second album. Yep. And but I don't feel the need to put a comment on there to degrade them. You know. Well, you don't have. Well, see, there's a difference there, though. That wouldn't be degrading. That would just be saying, well, it's not the. It's actually their second album, and that would actually do the Drowns a favor too. I, you know, maybe, but I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it would be me going, "Hey, I know so much about punk rock stuff that I'm gonna." Yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess it's the way that you do it, right? You could do it. Yeah. You could do it like an asshole, or you could do it like you just, you know, you're just trying to help out. I don't know how to do it any other way. That's a problem. Oh, you're a nice guy. You could, you could do that. No, <laughs> I am. I'm a, I'm a, mid, I'm a Midwesterner, dude. We're, we're polite, if nothing else, right? No, oh, God, it used to annoy me so much, though, and I used to want to argue with it because we had a comment section just like on Punk News, and oh, there'd be someone yeah. saying the post, the photograph you posted, it said it was new, and it's actually got some scratches on it. And it's just like, dude, I'm taking at a picture on eBay, okay? That's that's what I'm taking my thing on. I think so. this is the 1985 version, not the 84 version, because yeah. the the teal was darker on the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was shit like yeah. that. So in the end, I just got tired of dealing with that shit. And uh, I well, just yeah, I mean, yeah, well, exactly. You're doing it for free. You're not, uh, and that's and it's like like we just said, like I just said, right? I'm, we reached this point in life where, where we're going to do something. It better be fun. Right. Exactly. And and and, and that's exactly right. And in the end, it got not to be fun anymore just because of these. Well, a- it was one asshole or every month he'd have something to say. So I and, and you know, even, you know, my 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 son has been like, oh, you got to you know, you got to you got to try to monetize the, the podcast or whatever. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I mean, he, the thing is, I don't want to feel like I need to that we need to do things to make it more palatable you know what i mean i, I don't want to we don't want to chase like All right advertising dollars we yeah wanna, we just want to do our thing you know right, right. and it's going to be and, and, and whatever money most of these people are getting from these things is is chicken scratching 
Unless, you know, millions and millions of people start following us, then we'll be like, mmm, Campbell's, the best soup in America. You know? <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Tom? I'm drinking Budweiser. Exactly. Why? I'm not saying I wouldn't sell out. I'm just saying it would have to be life-changing money. <laughs> yeah, unknowing me, I'd probably end up dissing whatever it was. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Budweiser is a tall lager. <laughs> yeah, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <sighs> well, there goes that corporate sponsorship. Yep, yep. Well, there you go. So anyway, so yeah, skating annoy was my uh, was my big thing for a lot of years. I just and, I just uh, went and liked it on Facebook. I'm gonna start following you. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much how much time Randy has to put into it anymore, or even if he's even too much into the skate scene anymore. Because I know he got really into his local um, MLS team over there. So I know he's really big into the Portland Timbers. So I don't think MLS. He, yeah, Major League Soccer, like the American Soccer League. Ugh. Yeah. So. Where where was he from originally? Illinois also. He's from Illinois. Yeah, he's from Downers okay. Downers Grove. Oh, Naperville. One of I always forget. Yeah, one of the suburbs, western suburbs. No, that that's that's really cool. I uh, I didn't. I I don't think I really. I think you mentioned that to me, but I I. I uh... Yeah, I, take a look at that. Yeah, I mean it's funny, right? You can be a big deal in your own little in your own little world. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you realize people in the outside world have got no idea what the hell you're talking about. Or well, that's. that's uh, yeah, the punk world, the punk world, and the skating world. The skating world might be a little bigger at this point, but you know, the punk world really is so small. It's gotten that way, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. And you, and you know, listen, I, I'll be at a show occasionally, once in a while, and somebody, hey, are you Tom traveling? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's real cool. I'll have a beer with them. I really try to, I, you know, I, I, I'm not a shy person. You know that. I'm a, you know, I'm an extrovert. We have fun and and all that. And I'll, I'll be, I, you know, it's easy to feel like sometimes like you're a big deal but then you realize like nobody gives a shit this is just another loser just like you who happens to be at the same show you know right. <laughs> that's a, that's nice so anyone <laughs> get too get, i don't want to get too i don't want to get too full of myself anyone... i mean I, I i put my pants on the same way as everybody else groaning the whole time you wear pants well, that's good that's good <laughs> i still am so everybody, I, I just got work. I got home from work about half hour before we started doing this. So, so you you heard it here first, people. If you meet Tom at a show, he thinks you're a loser. Cause no, that point, no, he, oh, no, that wasn't he, my point. My point was, <laughs> I try to, I I can't let myself think that I'm something. Of I'm course. some kind of a big deal. Of course, until I'll drink we, a beer with you, especially if you're buying. Until we get that million dollar Budweiser contract, and then we'll exactly, say, yeah, then we're too big for you guys. They bring yeah. back Bud Dry. I'll endorse it. <laughs> Bud Dry. Was that even less taste than a regular Bud? <laughs> the... I just remember that was it came out when I was in high school, and the kids were like, "Oh, you got to drink Bud Dry." Meanwhile, we didn't know the difference between any kind of beer. We drink any piss water they gave us, you know. Oh, dude, that reminds me. Yeah, there was a Michelob Dry too. I used to like Michelob. Yeah, I used to I, I like Michelob. My beer yeah. moist. Yeah, I used to be. I used to think I was a big shot drinking Michelob. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. God. Yeah, it had the curvy bottles. Yeah, I was like, look at me, the, like real family. Yeah, yeah, that was a premium beer though. It cost you like an extra ten cents a bottle. Yeah, the, yeah, none of that cheap shit for me. No, no, sir. <laughs> well, that, well, that, that, that's actually a good. That's actually a good topic. So, when you first got into punk and you were going to shows, what beer did? What, what was your beer of choice? Oh, always Mickey's, forty ounces. What the Big Mouth? The Mickey's Big Mouth? Is that what that was? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, that... you know, they were just I'm trying to think cuz they were the last one, one of the last ones. Now all the 40s have these like really grabbable necks. <laughs> but if you remember when we were kids, most of the 40s had the real small neck. They looked like a they looked like a bot like a soda bottle kind of. Dude, what am I what am, oh my iced tea? I'm not drinking 40s. What are you, what are you doing? No. You didn't drink 40s? <laughs> No, sir. I thought. Well, we totally did. I mean, yeah, we put each put two forties on our amps, and then when they they were gone, the show was done. Okay, for our friends that over. That was at, a half hour. 
for our friends over in Europe, a forty is a forty ounce big bottle of beer, like a. Oh, like you a, got, oh so they, they, there's no. Okay, no. that's what you're saying. No, but there's no forties anymore. You drank them, right? No, did not drink those. Really? No, in the house I used to live in down in Champagne, we had the uh, the shitty guy house. Um, mm-hmm. We actually got an old soda pop machine, uh, one of the old school ones that take bottles, and we filled it with beer. So okay. we would have like oh, we're drinking twelve ounce regular beer. Yeah, yeah, and man, we filled it with the red, white, and blue. Um, <laughs> what Milwaukee's else best. We, yeah, seriously. Yeah, Milwaukee's best. Exactly. Yeah, there was Milwaukee's best, and there was uh, there was another Milwaukee, old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. old had... Milwaukee wasn't that bad. I still stand by old Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I can't get anymore. But it was great. It was like it was literally like twenty dollars cents a can. Was the one called Rhineland the two? I had like a, oh, I, I, vaguely, was like, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was like white with like a green like trees on the label or something. <laughs> so man, it was we had a yeah our pop machine was full of all that kind of shit. It was uh, that's what we used to drink anyway. Yeah, no one, fo- one of us better one of us better play another song. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you go because you've got something already okay. picked out, I believe, right? Well, I just I I actually was wrong about it. I, I'm gonna seem very emo picking this song, but that's not really what I meant. I was that's you, Tom. A, emo. I was that's being kind of a wise ass. Because uh, th- there's a great that great TSOL song. I thought it was called "I'm Tired," but it's actually called "I'm Tired of Life." I'm tired of life. Yep. There I'm actually go. not too tired of life, but I am tired. Yeah, because I had a long day. So let's play. Uh, t- this is from the the first TSOL full length dance with me. Classic kind of punk, but getting towards sort of goth, proto goth kind of kind of a sound, but. Uh, I could pick the obvious song, Code Blue, about necrophilia, but let's do I'm Tired of Life, TSOL. And that's from what, like 1984 or something? 81? Oh, that, that, okay, that early, okay. Early. All right, TSOL, I'm Tired of Life. So there you go, TSOL. Tom comes through with TSOL today. Is that one of your favorites? 
I like that band quite a bit. Um, they're another one. Their albums are wildly inconsistent. At some point in the 80s, they became more or less a hair metal band. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't know. That was that was post-Grisham. Oh, it was. Um, yeah. You know, they... Well, you know, their first post-Grisham album was called Change Today. Okay. And it's actually really good. Yeah, 1981. Um, they had a different different singer. I want to say he was like the brother-in-law of Jack Grisham or something. It was a weird weird kind of story. But they made a couple albums with him, and then they went towards the hair metal thing. They were called Maybe Ten, he was Ten to Fury, of... weren't they? Ten to Fury? Is that, is that what they changed the that name to? Diff- I think that was a different Jack Grisham band. Oh, it was. Oh, God, good Lord. Okay. Because that was hair metal too, right? They all had like I long hair and shit. Yeah. It's it's amazing all these you know so many of the great like hardcore bands ended up not going hair metal but a lot of the great hardcore bands in the in the mid and late eighties when thrash was really getting popular some of those bands were selling some records so a lot of the great like punk and hardcore bands started transitioning to thrash yeah and, and some of them make good records some of them didn't man we could do a whole show about that oh because I I love that's kind of my one of my eras that I really love so uh, some of that stuff is really good and some of it's really bad but. Hmm. We could do that. The cross, the crossover show. Well, you'd have to be the one leading that because I would not listen to any of that because of my, you know, they were the enemies of my You're youth. Anti-metal. So I was yes. just always, just always anti-metal. Yeah, I could never dig it. So sorry about that. Well, yeah. I, tell you, I, I still stand by the fact that I think thrash is a more natural predecessor to hardcore and punk than a lot of what passes for punk nowadays. Uh, yeah, I would. You know, pro- beach slang or whatever this crap is. I would go along with that. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, beach slang. Isn't that a band that's popular in punk circles? <laughs> Is it? Please to explain. I don't know. I just they're really wimpy. They just don't sound like punk at all. <laughs> well, well, I, I, well, I think that about a lot of bands. I mean, the the bomb pups are the ones I love to whip up on, but they yeah. to me. But at I least don't... they're. I mean, they're they're punky. They're just too are they? polished. Are they? But I mean, they're they're as punk as like okay, they're as punk as like Newfound Glory or Simple Plan or something like that. Never heard of either one of those. I mean, I've, I mean, I mean, I've heard of them, but I've, I haven't heard. They're them. like two thousands pop punk, newfound glory, mostly, mostly pop. Did I see them maybe one time warming up for the uh, Michael Graves Misfits? God, hmm. maybe. I can't imagine. Uh, maybe. Oh no, hold on a second. Was that like against the sky or something like that? Against, uh, against the horizon. Was that the band? Something. Bring like me that? the horizon. Against uh, her, I don't. Know. I don't know. Anyway, someone like that. I saw one up for the Michael Graves Misfits at the House of Blues in Chicago, my least favorite, favorite venue venue. in the world. And my ticket got stolen that day from my work, from my wallet at work. Some people came into my work and stole really? shit. Yeah, and they stole. Really? They thought Danzig was still singing for him, huh? <laughs> yeah, they stole. Somehow my Misfits tickets were stolen uh, from wow. my from my office. Yeah, of all the things take, to steal. There's twenty two dollars you never get back. Well, I more because I paid to see him again. I bought the tickets again. Didn't I like uh, an like an idiot? And then, so uh, they weren't that bad. That first when they when Grace first came and they were still doing about sixty percent classic Misfits songs, seventy percent classic Misfits songs. They weren't that bad. No, I actually enjoyed the two Graves Misfits albums. I thought they were really good. I thought they were underrated. To tell you the truth, unfortunately, they were called Misfits albums. You know, so it's sort of <laughs> well. I mean, it just it it sort of made it impossible. Right. It's like you know, it's like you can't. Re- how do you replace an iconic singer like that? You just you know, it's like. Like Sammy Hagar, you know. Well, it would be like it would be like the destined pist- to fail. But like the Pistols can you know continuing without Johnny Rotten, right? I mean, they could use the name, I guess, but uh, it's never. Yeah, we only be... we know they could only continue when they change bass players. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it probably it, could again. It went down the pan then, though, didn't it? There was no it more did. songs after that, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, I kind of enjoyed the Michael Graves Zero Misfits, even though when he was singing the classic songs, when I saw them, he, he didn't really know any of the words, which was a problem. Well, who did? You <laughs> I mean, what do you need the words for, do you? Tom, I think you could be the next singer. But I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think that, I think that's pretty good. You know, you know, Jerry only's not going to have the class to shut the misfits down after these recent reunions, right? Um, yeah, well, he makes enough money. Actually, I think I think there might be he might be legally obligated to have. I think that might have been the deal. Well, I think so, and he's probably made enough money on like Misfits lunchboxes and Misfits capes and Misfits those like, ge- that generic merch they've been selling at bangs. these recent reunions. Yeah, um, literally, look, the T-shirt looks like it was designed by their mom or something. Um, the sad thing is, and we both love social distortion, you know, yes. no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts, we both do, but I went to look at some of the, the, uh, more recent social D merch online. It's crazy and expensive. No, but do you know they have their own line of coffee? Do they? Yep. Mm. It's called, get this one. It's called Folgers. Another State of Grind. Ah! <laughs> yep. And it's got the it's got the social D logo on there and everything, so you can it's get some bucks for a half a pound. Yep, you can get your social D coffee and put it in your. They probably make a social D coffee maker, and I don't know what else, but that was kind of uh, yeah. I, I uh, Mike. Well, I you know what you know I can't I can't really say anything because Mike Ness has got a he's got to have a social security plan too, right? I mean, he's got to have a retirement plan. So. Well, I remember you telling me that you bought a certain social distortion product. Oh, the pomade, yeah, yeah, for yeah. My hair. yeah, yeah. Which we see, I don't mind that though, because I buy that pomade anyway, and this one just happened to have the Social D logo on ah, it. So, but yeah. it cost twice as much. Uh, no, actually, it was it was about the same price. Oh, all um, right, then. yeah, it was. Uh, you yeah. get the cool little can when you're done. Exactly. Yeah, the problem was it was just a label, it's just a paper label, which was kind of disappointing. Ah. But anyway, yeah. But I do love that. I do love the Skelly. I do love that. That's a great, great iconic logo. It is. I uh, but I've sort of like it, like you, you get you have you have a skelly tattoo or no? I do. That was the very first tattoo I ever got. Oh really? Yep. Okay. I was gonna say the problem I have with it is, I, it'll always be tainted to me because uh, <laughs> I met this. Uh, it was it was to, to make a short story long. I had an old swing set I was wanting to get rid of, right? And okay. a neighbor a couple houses down wanted it. This was years and years ago, like when my kids were really little, but this swing set was like super unsafe. So we wanted to get a better one. Oh, good. <laughs> but the neighbor wanted it and it turned out he was a cop, which uh... whatever. I didn't care. I didn't know, but he had a social distortion tattoo. I'm like, Oh, I mean like, that's cool, man. Um, he's like, yeah, I mean a bunch of college buddies, whatever got this, got this tattoo. I'm like, uh, so you still into social D's like, nah, I don't really listen to heavy metal anymore. <laughs> and I was so disgusted. And I'm like, this is the classic cop, right? <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, that's classic, that's probably man. why I could probably never get one now. It's, it's probably tainted. That's but I, cl- do, I love that, too. I had a jacket that I bought at the War Tour in 1996 when they were touring behind the White Light, White Heat, White Trash. Album. Maybe it was 97. Yeah, the classic uh, the classic Dickies jacket. I had the, the black uh, Dickies yep. coat. Yep. And I still do have it here somewhere, but it doesn't fit me anymore. Yeah. Um, but I wore that thing for years. Yep. It's a, a testament to A, my love of social distortion, and B, how good of a coat Dickies makes. Yep, no, no, that's true. I actually bought a, they, they put out a newer style kind of one. It wasn't, it's not I, a, it's not a Dickies it. jacket. It's more like a 50s style jacket. Oh, um, really? Almost, almost, 
almost like a truck like like a truck stop jacket kind of thing oh. um and it's got social d on the back embroidered but in like script so it's not in like the old english like block oh. letters it's like a it's like a script like a 50s thing it's actually a very very cool jacket it's not as thick as the dickies one so i could only wear it in the spring but it's it's a, it's an awesome jacket well, i tell you that dickies coat wasn't really warm enough for dead of winter it, it wasn't was, like the heaviest one it was padded though right i mean it, it could yeah, do it with, was a winter cold yeah. but it wasn't like michigan winter cold. yeah like like today, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah today, but yeah, no, I love that coat. I, I too bad. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to do. With it. I should put it on eBay or something. Huh? Um, there's actually a look. There's a ton of them on eBay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I paid fifty dollars for it. Yep. Which was not a ton of money. Doesn't seem like a ton of money now, but it was a king's ransom for me in 1996. Oh my god! Yeah, you go to the merch booth and everyone else is buying T-shirts and stuff like that, yeah. and you come in. I'll take the jacket, please, good sir. And everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my god!" For you. That guy's yeah. got money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's, a, it's a, funny. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna play a song. I was gonna say. Um, well, what I was gonna say, Neil, was you know, it's like we really didn't have a whole lot on the agenda today. Maybe we can keep it an hour. Maybe we can keep it an hour. We're already over an hour again. And yes. we haven't put our songs in yet. So. Yep. I am. Hey, you gave away some of the secret there, buddy. What are you doing, Kayfabe? You got to keep it. You know. Oh, well, what, you can edit do, that out if you what, feel the need. We're doing it all live, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Played we're it live. Sitting in here the, listening to these songs as In the studio, yeah. Um, I'm going to play something. Back. I'm going to play a punk rock classic. Uh, hopefully you've heard it before. I'm sure you have, but probably a lot of our listeners won't have done. Um, this is the very first Slaughter and the Dogs single. Slaughter and the Dogs, classic punk rock band from Manchester, formed in... 76 i believe after the pistols came to manchester um this Their song, classic album is do it dog style do it dog style this single is not on the album this predates the album this is the first single i got a repackage it's probably on there i'm sure it's on the repackage yeah it's called cranked up really high and uh yeah i think it's about being on amphetamines and stuff like that so uh, um here is cranked up really high by slaughter and the dogs
So there you go, everybody. Hope you really enjoyed that because I do. I, I that's one of my favorites. Uh, I always I say that every week, don't I? So it's one of my top twenty punk rock well, songs you know, of all I've, time. I've, I've, I've made that joke before that you listen to something and you'd be like, "My God, this is the best thing I've ever heard." And then you put, you know, like I, I was listening to Zen Arcade by Husker Du, and I'm like, "Oh, this is so good. This is the best thing I've ever heard." And then I put in like, you know, Fear the Record. Oh man, this is the best thing I've ever heard. You know, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks. Ah, oh, it's the best thing I ever heard. Misfits, Walk Among. I mean, there's like fifty best things sure. I ever heard. Dude, I thought for a second you were gonna say Fear the Reaper. I was a blue oyster cult. That's, that's, where, <laughs> I thought, that's where I thought you were going with that. I was getting a little bit disturbed. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I've been known to uh, dabble in the dark side when I uh, go record shopping if I hit the dollar bin. You know. That's that's true. That's true. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Once again, we went through an episode without talking about recent records that we've bought. And oh I've, shoot, that's right. We're gonna talk about. We'll, let's make a point of that next time. And I've actually bought a ton, so yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's let's talk about that next time because there's some interesting. And matter of fact, I'll play list. a song from. We'll play a song from one of the records I bought. So, but dude, what's going on at your house? Is there some kind of party going? They're on? They're watching there's... a movie in the other back room. God, they're having a great time. Whatever. I think it it's is. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, okay. That's all right. That's a good one. Um, hey, listen, yes. do you have something for us to listen to for next week? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Why well, didn't you say something about the chats or something? That band from us, from Aussie. Well, that that record doesn't come out till March, so let's hold off on that. Oh, oh okay. I all have right. a really, really early preview of it, like two months early. Now, why is that? You think? Because I, I mean, I saw. Well, the, I'm interviewing they... the band, okay, and I asked for the the. I talked to the publicist real briefly, out of who's out of Chicago, thank God. It's always a pain to interview bands in, on other continents, time yeah. time issues and whatnot. But uh, I said it'd be helpful if I get a copy of the record. So what so what happens when you do, when I do one of these interviews is sometimes it'll be so great, the interview will be so good that I can't even that I have to edit the piss out of it to get it down to the word count. Sure. For the mag for the print, and then I have the option usually of putting a longer version online, which I do sometimes. Um, but sometimes the bands kind of suck. At answering questions. Yeah. I suck yeah. at answering questions. I still had to hit my word count. And then I had to talk a lot about the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's, it, you know, it, it challenges me a little bit as a writer. It's amazing, Neil, because like if you're in high school, right? The teacher be like, I need 700 words about this. I need this proper quotation. I need it to be in this format. I need this and this and this. You'd be like, man, this is such BS. But meanwhile, when it's for this magazine, it's like, I need 700 words, I need this format, and it's like, okay, cool. It's like what used to be a drudgery is now sort of like a, a challenge, you know? Well, if you're, getting, of, if you're getting paid for it, too, I mean, that's... Yeah, like, but it's not, once again, it's not a huge amount of money. I mean, right. I, I had a bunch of my PayPal, and <laughs> I spent every cent of it on records. At one point, I had over 500 bucks in my PayPal, and I spent every cent of it, Neil, every cent of it. Like Good I have a dollar, man. Good I think man. I have like $1.67 left in there or something. <laughs> got to keep those independent record stores alive but I guess. But, but seriously 700 words is that legit yeah that's, Se- that's 700 words is nothing how can you get an interview out of 700 words well that's the challenge and it's not q a style it's writing it's paragraph style so oh, you're yoy. less inserting quotes oh yeah but anyway when i brought up how why are they doing that i didn't i didn't mean that i meant they obviously have the album recorded because they already oh have... why they take it so long oh yeah, i because because they already have some videos up on youtube yeah, uh, especially well, of that song, the clap. They've got two EPs out, but I also have, I have a, I have. I, there's a lot to talk about with this band, so we'll uh, we'll save it for another day. All right. Well, so do we have anything there, special? Because I to... think I think they're going to give Amol Amol and the Sniffers a run for their money as far as Australian bands. Man, and then we had uh, that band last week, uh, Clowns. 
Well, yeah, that's right. They were Australian too, dude. And clowns and drowns. How a little, a little sneak preview. My very first question to Chats was, "What the hell is going on in Australia? Why are there so many good punk bands at the moment?" Yeah, but I'm just saying. Last week it was crowns, the cl- uh, clowns. Yep. This week it was drowns. Next, sometime oh, it's yeah. going to be the clap or clap. What what the hell are they called again? The get downs. The get downs, clowns, no, the crowns, chats. chats, chats. But cha- okay. they were chats means something different in Australia. Maybe in England too. It means to talk. Like trash about something or something like that. Yeah, now the Aussies are all criminals, man. Who the hell knows? Exactly. They got their own. They got prison, their own language. Prison, prison uh, colony, right? But <laughs> let, let's let, let's remind people how they can reach us again. How they coming to our house and fist fighting us? <laughs> they can do that too. Yeah, exactly. um, okay, so it's Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. I got guns, and Neil will whack you over the head with his base. And oh my, one of my cricket bats. Yeah, so just watch yeah, out. There you got your old skateboard deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a lot of those. Decapitated bats with one of those. Just not one of the expensive ones, all right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Punctual I Die podcast on Facebook, Punctual I Die 77 at gmail.com via email. You can connect with us uh, either way, please do. And if you do happen to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, maybe leave us a nice review up there too or something so we know what people are we thinking. Appreciate, we appreciate yeah. our. We appreciate our positive reviews yeah we really do and if you're in a band that i talk badly about your record don't give us a negative review well you're not the one that talks negative tom you're normally very you're normally <laughs> a very positive guy it's me so, exactly yeah there you go anyway it's been a pleasure as usual neil yep Welcome same soon. to you have a pleasant sunday night and uh we'll talk to you all next time see ya bye bye <laughs>